You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. Notice Romans 12. We are going to look at a very familiar scripture this morning. Romans 12. And we're going to call your attention to uh, verse number 1 and verse number 2. A familiar scripture this morning. Notice what the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome. Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, watch the next word carefully, brethren. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Another word for brethren is saints. He is speaking to the church. Paul is beseeching The church, he is earnestly pleading with the church or the saints. He says again, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy acceptable to God, watch this, which is your reasonable service. Listen, Paul is beseeching them to do uh, what should be reasonable for them to do. Listen, because again, he's talking to the brethren or the saints. He said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, notice what he wants them to do, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. See, some preachers get it wrong when they talk like our bodies don't really mean anything to God. You know, you have some preachers that teach a false doctrine telling folks, well, you know, your body is just a shell that houses your spirit or your soul. And so they don't really put emphasis on on the body. But notice, saints, Paul puts emphasis on our bodies. And so when you notice why he does it, it's because we are never to think that our bodies are our own. But see, when you really become submissive to the will of God, you recognize even about your body that I have to do right by God, oh, come on somebody, concerning my body. Which means there are places he don't want my body to be. There are things he don't want me to do with my body. Why? Because it belongs to him. And he wants me to present it to him, notice what he said, as a living sacrifice, holy Holy, sacred unto God. Oh, some of y'all not liking this. And then Paul tells them, and that's your reasonable service. 
That's what you should do. When you make sure your body is where it needs to be, but at the same time you make sure your body is not where it doesn't need to be, you ain't done nothing great. Because after all, you are a brother in or a saint. Oh, Lord have mercy. Notice what he said, and do not be conformed to this world. Do not be fashioned. Do not be shaped according to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Notice what Paul wants the brethren to do, the saints, the church. He doesn't want them to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Paul tells the saints that it is important that you renew your mind. And when we renew our mind, we are transformed. We are transformed. I talked to you last week about be still. This morning I want to talk to you about be transformed. Be transformed. I want to teach this morning from the subject be transformed. And let's give God a praise for our text as well as our subject on this morning. Come on, let's give him a bigger hand clap of praise for the subject on this morning. Be transformed. One definition for what it means to be transformed is to undergo change for the better. When a person is transformed, he or she undergoes change for the better. And so anytime, again, I am being transformed, this is important, it says about me that I'm changing for the better. And that's a wonderful thing in life because the longer you live, you're going to see more and more people changing for the worse. And some of us can testify to that, that over the years we have just witnessed people, whether in our family or outside of our family, whether on our jobs or where have you, we've seen people, we've actually witnessed it with our very own eyes, people changing for the worse. And sadly, you often see it in the church or in God's house. Amongst God's people, you see some who are changing for the worse. But I want to say to us, church, that it is a wonderful thing when you can look at yourself, do a self-examination, and know about yourself that I'm changing for the better. That's a good thing. Amen. You ought to give yourself a hand to pray. If you know because of God, you are changing for the better. 
And don't let anything stop you from doing that. We're going to get older, but as we age, as we... Come on, somebody. We need to be about changing for the better. Even when things change in our lives that we don't have the ability to control, never allow changes that you cannot control to cause you to change for the worse. Always be about changing for the better. Can I be honest with you? Because God is going to put all of us in situations that are meant to change us for the better. Yeah, you're hurting right now, but you're going to come out of this better. Come on, somebody. Sometimes, listen to me. Sometimes mistreatment from people is all about you and I changing for the better. See, don't ever get so fixated on what somebody is doing to you that you don't recognize, preach it, pastor, what they're saying is causing you to change for the worse. See, I'm like this. I know folk going to talk about me. I know folk going to put me down, listen to me, who don't even know me. But in the midst of knowing folk going to put me down, who don't know me, I'm going to be about changing for the better. So in other words, your talk ain't going to stop me from transforming. That was somebody's rainbow right there. Don't you let what folks are saying and doing cause you to change for the worse. Why, Pastor? Because you can't control what come out of their mouth. But another thing about changing for the better in God is that you shut the door for going into anything that he don't want you to get into. Come on. If you really know that you changing for the better, there's some things folk can't even bring you. There's some things you won't even entertain. Why? I know in God, I'm changing for the better. So don't bring me that mess. Don't bring me that trash. Don't, don't talk to me about trying this religion or, or that religion when I know, some of y'all don't know, when I know for myself that ever since I've been in God, I have been changing for the better. Be seated. No need to talk to me about being a Muslim. I'm changing for the better. No need in bringing me that Hebrew Israelite junk. I'm changing for the better. No, don't talk to me about my African spirituality because I'm changing for the better. See, you're not going to pull me into what's false. Listen, when the truth has been revealed to me, where y'all at? That this works. That the Bible works. I'm trying to see how many folk know it works. I'm trying to see how many folk been transformed by it. Not the same person you used to be. Done laid aside old things and... You're walking in the newness of, of, I'm preaching, trying to see who, that's all I got, that's all I got right there, who, who's been changed for the better. 
me right now. If God changes it for the better, it's your time to glorify. It's your time to get into praise and let folk know. I'm not a product of my job. I'm not a product of my money. I'm not a product of my business. I'm a product of what my God can do. For 30 seconds, give him a big hand to praise. With a shout of hallelujah. Yeah. I'm transformed for the better. I'm in a season of better. I'm in a season of bigger. And I'm reaping better. I'm reaping bigger. Be seated. But let me tell you something that you're being seated. You have to know how to celebrate your maturity. You got to know how to celebrate that you're growing in God. Because there are many who are not. And so again, when the person is transformed... Don't miss it. They undergo change for the better. And you have to know how to do that. And I think with God, you can do it. See, see, some folk let simple things get them down. Oh, come on. You, you, you can't let the fact that you picking up a little weight get you down. You, you just got to know how to work that weight. Come on. You, you, you just got to know how to work it. Because you're all about changing for the better. And then God will send somebody to you that will tell you something like, you know, you done put on a few pounds, but it's working for you. You you, you look good with it. Come on, you got to know how to. But in order to do it, in order to be transformed or to change for the better, we have to renew our mind. Have to renew your mind. One definition of renew is to improve the state or condition of something. To improve the state or the condition of something. Be ye transformed, be changed for the better. By the renewing of your mind, by improving the state or the condition of your mind. Root meaning for mind to think. See, I have to improve my thinking. I have to work on my thinking. You know you have to work on your thoughts. Do you know you just can't sit up within a day and go a whole day thinking about stuff you shouldn't be thinking about? You got to know how to renew your mind, improve the state or the condition of how you think. I'm talking right up in this house. That's something you have to do in order, according to Paul, to change or the better. See, if you don't ever improve the condition of your mind, you're going to miss better. Come on, somebody. You're going to miss your bigger because you're not working on your mind. I remember the first of the year, I told us that God was going to work on our, on our minds. 
it has to, there are just times it has to be improved. And many of us know that. You, you know God is talking to you right now. You, you, you know some things that, that you continually think upon that you already know you have no business allowing your mind, listen, to go there and just rest there. Some of, our, some of us, our mind don't just go to thinking about something bad happening to us, but we just rest there. We, 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 yeah, we just let the mind just linger right there. But you can't do that. Listen, when, 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 when we renew the mind, when we improve, again, the state, the condition of our mind, it has wonderful benefits to it. It has wonderful benefits. Number one, it has a positive effect upon every aspect of a person's life. An older person, a, a, a younger person, a married person, a single person. doesn't matter. If you learn to improve the condition of your mind or how you think, it is going to positively affect every aspect of your life. Pastor, how do I walk in the vision of the church? How do I be productive in every aspect of my life? You have to improve your thinking so that you will be transformed for the better. And I, and I love this about God because he's saying to us that he don't want things to just be good for us in the church. What y'all let say? But God is concerned about our lives outside of the church. How many know God is concerned about what's happening in your house? He's concerned about that. Concerned about what's happening on the job. He's concerned about your checking account, your savings. How many know God is concerned about our health? Yeah. And see, the transforming that pastor is teaching about this morning is ongoing. Listen, it's ongoing. It has a never-ending process. Come on. The sad thing with a lot of Christians is when you talk to them, y'all listen to me real carefully, they have no problem admitting when they first got saved that there was a change for the better. But for some reason, with a whole lot of folk, it, it stopped right there. It stopped right there. But, but, but what I want us to know this morning is that being transformed should be, I thought y'all were going to help me, an ongoing process. A never-ending journey. You know how important that is that you continue transforming? This is the reason some folk only have testimonies that go back 10 or 20 years. That's where you stop changing. But as long as I'm transforming and it's ongoing, so will my testimonies be ongoing and never ending. There's a reason some of us always got a testimony. And we can just about give you a testimony in whatever category you want it in. That's only, that, that's only going to be for a person whose transformation is ongoing. Are y'all understanding me this morning? 
that has to be on on go changing for the better is not a Monday thing. Come on. That's a Tuesday thing. That's a Wednesday thing. That's a Thursday thing. That, that's a Friday thing. That's a Saturday thing. That's a See, some folk only about changing for the better on Sunday. It's not a Sunday morning thing. It's an everyday thing. It's a life. Listen, when it's not ongoing, you're going to become stagnant. You're going to stop growing, and you're going to stop improving. And see, I'm going to tell you something. This is the reason a lot of times you see people who've been in the church a long time, but they're not growing. They're not moving forward. They're not changing for the better. They still have that bad attitude when things don't go their way. They still got it. Some of you are not going to like that. Some of you are still bossy. You still got to dominate everything. You, you got to take over everything. And if folk don't allow you to take over, then they out the will of God. Something wrong with them. Why, why can't it be that you just too bossy? Just want everything to go your way. Who's everything ain't gonna go your way? Look at your neighbor and tell him, say, I I, I, I gotta bust your bubble. Everything ain't gonna go your way. And shout to him no matter how hard you pray. Tell him no matter how long you pray. Tell him no matter how loud you pray. Tell him no matter how faithful you are. Come on, in this life, some things are not going to go our way. But I have to keep transforming for the battle. Some of us are not doing that. Some of us have gotten stuck. And God don't like that. Are y'all with me? See, when you become stagnant, number one, you're going to become sluggish. Number two, you're going to become carnal. And finally, because you're sluggish, because you're carnal, and because you're not transforming for the better, because it's not ongoing, finally, you're not going to get things done that God has ordained for you to get done. See, when God talks to us about getting things done, I have to know that I'm going to have to improve my mind. See, there are some challenges you come up on that if you don't improve how you think, that giant is going to defeat you. What you see is going to move you. Come on. What you're battling is going to overwhelm you. Because in the midst of battles, it's important that we know how to improve our thinking. Come on. That's what it's all about. In the midst of a battle. I got to break this down. In the midst of you going through something that you never went through in your body. You can't sit there and begin to feel sorry for yourself. 
Right then, you got to know, look, no, I got to improve my mind. He's healed my body before. He's going to touch my body again. But I can't sit here thinking that death is coming for me. The devil is a liar because I hadn't finished all that he ordained for me to do. I'm preaching to somebody because there are some battles that will get intense, y'all. And see, by by the looks of some of y'all, I know why we're not accomplishing certain things. Because you're not just in a battle, but you're in a battle, you're in a war, you're in a fight, and you're not improving your thinking. Not improving your thinking. You're not working on your mind. Or listen, or your mind set. You have to work on your mindset. Am I in the house? Listen, woe to those who don't renew their mind. Woe to those. There's thing you can go through in your own house if you don't renew your mind. Listen to me. <laughs> stuff, you go, stuff you go through in your house going to drive you crazy. Come on. Woo, I, yeah, I'll say it. Stuff you go through at home Gonna have you popping peel after peel. Now where you gonna run? You're being dominated by something taking place at the house. Got no peace at the house. See, if you don't know how to renew your mind, even sometimes, y'all ain't gonna like this, even sometimes you have to decide, I'm gonna have a different mindset than some folk that I live with. Because I cannot afford to take on their mindset. Come on, y'all know some of us, some of us live with negative people. You can't take on their mindset. You can't let that spirit jump onto you. They see the negative in everything. And they consistently bring it to you, wondering why you don't see it. Why you're not reacting to it. You have to let some folks know, look, I can't afford to take on your mindset. See, I'm looking at some of y'all. In order to pastor this church, I can't take on the tight mind that you have. I have to renew my mind. I got demons that want to destroy me. I got demons that would love to see me quit. So every day, I have to renew my mind. Why? Because things are things are constantly coming to your mind. Come on. See, our minds have to be renewed. How often, Deacon Johnson? How often? Every day. Well, Pat, about time for the weekend. I got to renew my mind so I have me a good weekend. Dude, what? The mind has to be renewed every day. You shouldn't let a day go by. This is just good teaching. We shouldn't let a day go by that we're not working to improve our mindset or our thinking. I'm going to tell you why. Because we're under attack daily. There's some of us, the devil ain't waiting 
to attack us on the weekend. We go through attacks daily. I'm talking to somebody. You, you up under daily attacks. That means there's always something. <laughs> Some of y'all just sitting there acting like, well, Pastor, I, I, I just don't. See, you may not even be saved. But if you truly save, man, demons are coming at your mind. Listen, in one way or the other. Even if it's not that spirit, but that spirit working through that person. Do you know you have to recognize when a demon is trying to work through somebody? And recognize it as an attack? To get you to think a certain way? That's why some of your self-esteem is so low. Demons attack your mind, convince you that nobody loves you. Don't nobody care about you. If you here today and gone tomorrow, hey, so hey, no, ain't, ain't nobody. And, and then you take that on. Come on. Then you wonder why people don't treat you a certain You don't treat yourself a certain way. Come on. You got to love yourself. You have to love yourself. You got to love who God created you to be. You cannot be so in love with how somebody else looks, what somebody else does, what somebody else has. I know that I'm talking right. To where you fail to love yourself. To appreciate what God has done, is doing, and is going to do. You better listen to me. In your life. In your life. Yes, so so so-and-so got this, that, and the other. But let me tell you, God has brought me from a mighty, mighty long way. Don't y'all make me dance on you up here. Some of y'all ain't always drove what you driving this morning. He done brought you from a mighty long way. Now, you're going to always see a car that look better than yours. You know, I'm not pulling up at the red light looking over and I'm going, oh, oh man, they got that. No. Listen, listen, listen. The mind is under attack daily. Listen, because daily, most of us deal with three things daily. We deal. You have to learn to deal with demons daily. Come on. You have to learn to deal with people daily. Come on, don't, don't even slip on that one. Don't even slip <laughs> on how you have to have your mind right <laughs> just to deal with people. And some of us got a job that we have to deal with people. See, stop using up all your vacation days because you don't want to deal with people. Recognize part of your job is learning to deal with people. That God got to get me off this job because this woman on job is driving me crazy. You're getting that woman that kind of power. See when, see, when they lock you up in an institution, 
See, I'm going to tell you when you when you call the church, hey, you know you spoke yourself there. You know you kept telling me how that person was just driving you crazy. See, I, mean, I don't ever say about nothing, something driving me crazy. I got to keep my mind right. Come on, some of you better watch. Oh, Pastor, you did not. No, wait. Death and life is in the power of what? The tongue. In life, you got to learn to deal with people. Listen, we don't always get the choice to deal with the type people we want to deal with. Don't act like they are, that, that they are not folk that you deal with that, that you wish they would be a little more nicer. A little more courteous, a little more respectful. But, 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 but that's not what you're dealing with. Come on. You're dealing with an evil person. You're dealing with a shady person. You're dealing with a person that you can't trust. Come on. You're dealing with a person who will do anything to move up to the next position. And you're going into work, whether it's at home, online, or on location, and you ain't improving your mind? You ain't renewing your mind with all them demons you work with? And don't go in there and tell nobody. Yeah, Pastor done said it straight. Pastor say, all y'all up in here demons. I didn't say that. Did I? I didn't say that, though. How many, I got to move on. But how many know that there are some difficult folks you have to deal with in your family? Everybody in your family ain't easy to deal with. Matter of fact, there are folk when we see them pull up in the driveway, we go, oh, Lord. You already know, let me get my mind right. <laughs> you love them, but, but you all like, mama will go there. Let me get my mind right. Mama will say some stuff. Listen, finally we deal with the flesh. Do y'all recognize, biblically speaking, that we sometimes say things wrong? Or what we say sometimes is unbiblical? Whenever you hear a preacher say, you need to get the flesh under subjection, you know you can't do that, right? You can bring your body under subjection. But the Bible said about the flesh that it is contrary to the will of God. It is not submissive to the will of God. Then the Bible said this, Minister Gamma, and neither can it be. The flesh can never get saved. The flesh can never be submissive to the will of God. Yet we have to deal with the flesh every day. Every day. Look at look look at First Corinthians. Look at First Corinthians. Yeah, I got to speak though. First Corinthians. Yeah, somebody like you know. I just got to bring this flesh. I'm saying you can't bring your flesh under subjection. Your flesh and my flesh is gonna always war against us, trying to get us to do what we shouldn't do. That's the flesh, the carnal nature of man. That tries to get us, let me break it down even further, that tries to get us to say, to think, and to do contrary to the will of God. That's the flesh. The human part of man that tries to get us to say, to think, and to do what we shouldn't do. 
and the flesh is with you always. This is some good teaching. Which means there are times that we're blaming the devil and demons for things that are work of the flesh. It's a work of the flesh. Woo-wee. Pastor, how, how then do I defeat the flesh? Paul said it. He said, walk in the spirit. Be submissive to the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm going to get into it in a minute, but temptation is real. I said temptation is real. If you lock yourself in this church for the next seven days, temptation still can get at you. <laughs> so you said, not me, pal. Yeah, you. And guess what? And me. Temptation real. No man is above temptation. Notice what Paul tells the church. Y'all hang in here. First Corinthians chapter number three. And y'all doing good. Verse number one. Listen. I'm going to deal with some saints who stopped renewing their mind. First Corinthians, the third chapter. Let's look at some saints who stopped renewing their mind. And this is what Paul tells them. Listen at the sharp rebuke he gives this church. In First Corinthians 3 and 1. And I, brothering, that, that word again, who are we talking to? Talking to the saints. And I, brothering, or saints, could not speak to you as to spiritual people. But as to carnal, as to babes in Christ, I fed you with milk and not solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. Watch what he said. And even now you are still not able. There are folk who are still on milk. Who should have the ability to digest meat. Come on. I'm going to break it down. There are folk who can't handle rebuke or correction. But you should be able to know that rebuke comes for your betterment. But you're still getting mad when people tell you that you're wrong. Don't you know you still obey? And listen, Paul told the church, I couldn't even speak to y'all. As to spiritual people. When I dealt with you, I had to deal with you like babes. Even though you've been in the church for years. See, this comes when saints don't renew their mind. And so pastor gets to preaching against something that the Bible preaches against. But because you are still carnal, you don't like that type teaching. You don't like nobody getting in your business and telling you point blank that there are certain places if you say you shouldn't go. Come on. Certain concerts you should never attend. Period. Better put a period on it. Don't you be scared of them. Put a period on it. Period. You have to be spiritual enough to know I have no business being there. Somebody call you up talking, girl, it's your lucky day. What you talking about? 
girl, I got to work. I got me three Beyonce tickets. So I thought about you. Woo, the whole church got quiet. So you got me tell that person, hey, you, you got me mixed up. I don't do that. Well, Pastor, how about I get them and sell them? Why, why you go? <laughs> See, don't be carnal. <laughs> you know you don't need to be there. Why you going to try? <laughs> then you try to sell them to your cousin who you've been trying to get saved. How, how that work? You think, and then tell them, look, girl, don't tell nobody where you got these things from. See, Paul said, even now, even now, are you still carnal? You're still carnal. Listen to what he's saying. You have not grown. You haven't grown. You've been here all this time. Yet you have not grown. And there are people who have no problem with that. But we do in the natural. We just don't in the spiritual. You got a problem with a mama giving a baller to a four-month-old. You see that as right. Come on, somebody. You see it as right. But let that same mama put a baller in a ten-year-old mouth. See, now, it's a problem. We got a problem. Something ain't right. Somebody's not growing. Somebody's not maturing. And see, in a good church, there's no reason not to mature because of how well you are fed. But just like you can go to a good restaurant and refuse to eat, you can come to a good church and refuse to eat what pastor is putting on the table. Listen, that is designed to help you grow. Are y'all with me? Notice Hebrews 6. We almost done. This is a good word. And I'm hoping today that it makes somebody a little mad. I really am. That let that word. You you you. Come on. Yeah, I hope it's getting under somebody's skin. Like Lord, I I I got to work on my mind. I got to improve the condition of my mind. I got to stop getting an attitude when people are telling me something that's for my own good. Right? Hebrews 6 and 11. He said, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, a lot of times the reason we're carnal, the reason we're sluggish is that we're not imitating the right people. Come on. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, he said, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. See, part of growing is learning who to imitate. 
knowing who to pattern and who I don't. Listen, if you just imitate the right people, you're going to grow. Come on, I said you're going to grow. If you keep your eye on the right people, you're going to grow. Sister, you're going to grow if you connect yourself with older women. Women who have wisdom. Women who've been where you are and are no longer in that place. You're going to grow. Same way with a man. You're going to grow, brother. If you just connect yourself with the right brothers, that being brothers who are imitating pastor, oh, you're going to grow. Come on. It's impossible to connect with certain people and not mature. I mean truly connect and, and not mature. It's impossible to sit under in this ministry or under my teachings or the anointing that God has placed on my life and you not grow. See, it gets to be to the point to where it's, it's not failure on my part to give you knowledge and understanding. It's failure on your part to apply it. To do what is being taught. Listen, beyond the church. If you go to this church and you lazy, you don't want to work, you didn't get that here. You, you didn't get that teaching here. You got here that you need to be productive in every aspect of your life. And that means productive in the workforce or your business. You didn't get here being lazy. You're choosing to be here and be lazy because you won't grow up. See, oh, see, I told you, see, it ain't milk. It ain't milk. And some of the people who are lazy, they have younger children and mouths to feed and children to clothe. You got a responsibility, mama. You cannot be lazy. You can't have children and, 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 and you don't want to work. You don't want to do the things you need. That ain't right. But always quoting scriptures. Always ready to intercede for somebody. See, I told you, see. There, there are some things some of us take on. You didn't get you didn't get it from this house. So you gotta improve. The condition of your mind. Tell your neighbor, it's either transformed or conformed. Tell somebody else, it's either transformed or conformed. Tell it to one more person, it's either transformed or conformed. I done told you what I like about being transformed. I'm changing for the what? The better. And when you start experiencing God's better, the one thing you want to do is continue to transform. Am I right? That's what the scripture say. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is what? Good. Once you taste and see that the Lord is good, your thing to God should be ever the more Lord help me to transform. 
help me to change for the better. But see, God is not the only one who wants people to taste and see. Come on. I'm in the cold. See, Satan wants people to taste and see that he is good. And see, this is the reason your mind has to be renewed daily. Are y'all listening? Because like it or not, sometimes evil finds us. Come on. It ain't like some of us that really say we don't get up and go hunting to do evil. Not those of us that really say you don't get up in the morning. Just, I'm, I'm looking to get into some evil. I'm, I'm looking to get into some mess. No, we, we don't do that. Woo. I'm going to say that again. We don't do that. I still didn't get enough amen. Lord have mercy. We don't do that. I don't get up looking to get into evil. But sometimes evil approaches you. And see, that's where that temptation comes. That's the reason that mind has to be renewed daily. When you look at Genesis 3, it's as if Eve was just doing what she normally does. Just walking through that garden, enjoying the day. When the Bible said the serpent, being Satan, being more cunning than any beast in the field, you better watch. You better listen. He said to the woman. He started a conversation with her. Evil approached Eve. Remember now he's cunning. So no doubt when he approached our sister Eve, he had been watching her. Because the implication of the scripture here is that he first approached her, you better teach it, Pastor, when her husband or her covering was not around. See, women, that's how you have to stay under your covering. And he said to Eve, has God said that you shall not eat of the tree that's in the midst of the garden? And he said, yeah. He said, if we eat it or touch it, we're going to die. Watch evil. Watch the reason your mind needs to be renewed. Satan said to Eve, you ain't going to die. Ain't nothing going to happen to you if you do that. Matter of fact, you're going to get better. Because your eyes go. See, we laughing, but sometimes evil approaches you. And see, when you don't renew your mind daily, I better preach to some of my deep folk, you will be amazed at what you can fall to. Not me, Pastor. I preach to folk. Yes, you. For not renewing your mind daily. And see, she failed. That's the reason you have to be transformed. Changed for the better daily. Because sometimes evil approaches us. Y'all know you may want to stay there, but I got to close. This ain't just young people. 
This ain't just you, 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 mama, daddy, don't just be telling them children to put on the whole armor of God when they go to school. You better put that whole armor on when you leave out that house. I mean, no, I'm right about that. See, in 1 Samuel 11, the Bible talks about a day during the spring when kings went to war. But the Bible say on that day, David being king, he didn't go to war. He didn't go to war. And the Bible said he stepped out on his roof. See, 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 I'm teaching right. It pays to be where you're supposed to be. Because sometimes when you are not where you are supposed to be, you see what you can't handle. Well, Pastor, I can handle anything. No, you can't. And if you renew your mind, you will know that. You will know that I'm not strong enough in God to be around this. And he walked out on his roof. And the Bible said he seen a beautiful woman by the name of Bathsheba bathing. Come on. She was just doing what she normally do. David had no business being on the roof that day. And see, he saw her. And he inquired of her. Who is this one? They said, this is the wife of one of your soldiers, Uriah. Now, once David found out this is one of my men's wives, he should have backed off. I'm going to teach you right. He should have backed down. He should have renewed his mind because this is something that looks good, but I should not touch it. But he didn't renew his mind. And the Bible said David sent for her and he laid with her. See, if you don't renew your mind, you will lay down with things. You too good to lay down for that. You too virtuous to lay down with that. You too priceless, I'm preaching, to lay down with that. You are better than that. But when you don't renew your mind, you'll be surprised what you're willing to lay down with. Especially, I'm going to preach it right, especially if you think folk won't smell it on you. Especially if you think you won't get caught because David thought he would never. But see, she got pregnant. Presented another problem. David said, what am I going to do? When she shows up pregnant and her husband been in the battlefield. David said, I got to bring him in from the battlefield. And I got to tell him to spend a few days with his wife. But the man did something amazing. The man had more integrity than David. Because when David brought him home, he refused to go into the house and sleep with his wife while other men were fighting. So the Bible said he stayed away from her. 
when David found out he had another problem. Because now you are, you're going to know, not only did I come home, but I didn't touch you. David said, I got to have him killed. See, I'm trying to teach you the church how much trouble we can get ourselves into by not renewing. I'm finna close. Cause see, temptation coming. It's coming. I don't care how holy you are. It's coming. You can wear your dresses all the way down to your ankle. It's still coming. You don't have to wear no makeup. It's coming. You don't have to wear no. It's, it's coming. Temptation coming. Sit there and act like you don't know. We always putting it on the man, but if the truth be told, women, y'all see stuff too. Y'all see good looking men. You see. But tell your neighbor, but on the other hand, when you renew your mind, tell your neighbor, you can handle temptation. Tell your neighbor, you can deal with it correctly, biblically. I remember Joseph. Remember Joseph, in charge of Potiphar's house. Everything under his command. Don't found favor with Potiphar. But see, somebody was watching Joseph. Potiphar's wife was watching him. See, she wanted him. She wanted him. The Bible says she caught him and wanted to lay with him. The Bible say Joseph took off running. Whoa, when your mind, somebody ought to help me preach it. When your mind is renewed, you know what to run from. It try to get you, but you know, oh, got to. Whoa, see, some of you ain't running. You, 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 you just looking back, just, just, just bad. No, there's some things approaching. You got, I got to get out of here. Not me, pals. I can't handle I'm going to see what she's talking about. Brother, run. You better run. Well, preach the three folks. Better run. Better run. Better run. I thought y'all were ready. You better tell somebody sometimes. The best thing to do. Run. Get away from evil. Get out of there. I'm trying to close it. They ain't going to do nothing to me. They'll do something to you. Can I, can I just teach it right? There's stuff you can watch. There's movies you can watch. It will deal with you. And I ain't knocking none of y'all, but I, I, I tried power. I tried it. Whoa! I couldn't keep up. I was doing so much fast forwarding. And one night I didn't, I'm going to be, one night I didn't fast forward. 
know this. I, I, and I was sitting there like, this on, that, I said, how are they not doing it for real? I said, that, that look real. Oh, Lord. Y'all, by that time, y'all first lady woke up. Oh, God. <laughs> she woke up. <laughs> what? What are you? I, I done. I said, I've been fed for him. I said, I've been, I, I've been fed for him. See, see, listen to me. I, I got to teach it right. There are things another person may say they can handle and it don't affect them. But if you know it affects you, don't you try to compete with nobody. You got to know, look, you say you can handle it, but I need to leave it alone. Because see, some people, it's just fantasy and it doesn't bother them as much. But when some of you have the past like I have, well, we've actually been in that. I'm finna close. I'm going to give you two scriptures to be done. Y'all can't handle that. See, I told you a while ago, some of you sitting out there looking at me like this. Want some milk? You want me to just stop, stop feeding this solid stuff? I was at a store not too long ago. See, you don't know when evil going to approach you. Buying a lot of suits. And I was just laying them up, stacking them up. And a guy come up to me. He said, man, he worked there. He said, man, he, you need to get them suits for a better price. And I'm just, I said, man, you, I said, you ain't lying. I said, I sure do. Because I'm buying the best suits they had in there. I said, you ain't, you ain't lying. He said, no, I'm talking about you get them today for a better price. He said, just grab them and anything else you like. Meet me at the back of the store back there. And he, he said, I see you back there. He said, you can get them today for a better price. And he walked off. And I said, what the? I said, no, nah, I'm going to take these suits up here and pay for a price. Why? Because I don't steal. Woo! Preaching to all my saints who buy bootleg stuff. Preaching to all my saints that buy stuff that's Because you got a deal. Let me give you two things you can do real quick to renew your mind. Remember Paul said when you renew your mind, you're going to be able to prove what is the good, the beneficial, what is the acceptable, the pleasing, and the perfect will of God is. You're going to be doing according to God's purpose when you renew your mind. Why? Because you're going to be transformed and it's ongoing. Notice Luke 18 and 1. I'm moving real quick with these two things that we've done. Luke 18 and 1. You gotta have these though. I'm gonna give you just two things. There are plenty, but I'm gonna give you two things that you need to do daily to renew your mind, to improve the condition of your mind, so that you will be transformed, changed for the better, and your transformation will be ongoing. Are y'all with me? Because this is it. Luke 18 and 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always, that men always, that men always ought to pray and not what? Number one, always pray or pray every day. If you don't pray every day, you are not 
renewing your mind. One of the best ways to renew your mind is praying every day. Look what he said. Men ought to always pray and not lose heart. Faint, quit, give in, or give out. See, we have to always pray or pray every day. Some of you are skipping prayer and it's costing you. It's costing you because you're not improving the condition of your mind or your mindset. Don't skip prayer, child of God. Notice Matthew 4 and we're done. Notice Matthew 4. Has the word helped you? Notice Matthew 4. And verse number 4. Two familiar scriptures. Matthew 4 and 4. You got it? But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How do I renew my mind daily? Live by the word. Living by the word is hearing and applying the word. How often, Pastor? Daily. Daily. Just like some of you don't miss eating natural food daily, we got to eat spiritual food daily. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.